worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. The kings of Saskatchewan sports talk. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. And it is time for press coverage with Glenn Suter for Quality Tire with nine locations across Saskatchewan, qualitytire.ca. You heard Ryan McNally before the break mention that there are five teams at the Scotties Tournament of Hearts, all with the same record, trying to get one playoff spot. And we need more log jams like this in every sport including the Canadian Football League. Another great reason why I love to talk about expansion, whether it's in Canada or in the United States. Speaking of which, we had Glenn on earlier this week, and he suggested that maybe there's a $100 million expansion fee and set the Twitterverse on fire. Suits, do you get notifications on your phone every time you're copied on a tweet, and do you get so many of them that you just close your eyes and zone out? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get, there was a lot of feedback and a lot of people, uh, interesting feedback in a lot of ways. I mean, I, Twitter is a tool that I use at times to tweak me on different uh, storylines, but uh, I certainly don't rely on it for facts or anything like that. Um, a lot of opinion on there and it was a good discussion. And I, you know, I, I mentioned the hundred million dollars and, you know, I would even, I would even add to that, that, if if you wanted, whether you're American or wherever, if there was a European division uh, and you wanted to be part of this great Canadian tradition that's been in existence for over 100 years, then it's $100 million with a $10 million deposit that you don't get back if the board votes no um, as a potential owner. Plus, there has to be some sort of guarantees of at least a uh, you know, seven to 10 year commitment uh, in the league, you know, uh, rules have to stay the same. If you're, if you're talking about the hypothetical of, and revisiting, you know, U.S. expansion, you know, for the record, for me, I, I am for expansion to the Maritimes and or Quebec City, but not at this time really for expansion try back in the U.S. again. First of all, there's so much going on down in the United States that, let's be honest, is just not very impressive. Um, and, you know, but there is lots of money. And I, I think what we missed or what I missed last Tuesday was just sort of the, you know, the, the response with some actual numbers and facts to the person that says, wait a minute, a hundred million dollar franchise fee for the Canadian Football League, way too high. You know, that, that person says that, then I would, I would bring up MLS soccer. You know, and I, I'll give you some some numbers. There's 29 franchises in the MLS, I believe. Um, what are there, a handful in Canada, three or four in Canada, I think. Um, but You're asking the uh, wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I was doing, you know, just looking at some numbers. And, and as, of, as of now, um, it's been reported that their average franchise value 
for the MLS teams is around $550 million. $550 million. The LA franchise paid a $110 million franchise fee, and that was nine years ago. Now, there's reports out there right now that the LA franchise is worth close to a billion dollars in the MLS in North America. So that's, you know, that's a, a massive valuation and, and franchise values through the roof there. When you consider that the Vancouver Whitecaps average attendance last year was 17,000 and that's me rounding up. Um, and that TV ratings have not been good for soccer at all. If, you know, if I go back to when I was looking a couple of years ago and I was looking at ratings quite often, the MLS soccer games in our country weren't getting, you know, more than 50,000 a game for a national broadcast. I mean, you're talking now about, you know, 20 to 30,000 on average, somewhere in there. And, you know, this was a few years ago. I'm not sure it's much better now. And, you know, that when you want to make the direct comparison, the BC Lions last year averaged 23,000 a game in stadium and are 10 times the national television ratings as the Vancouver Whitecaps. Now, I, you know, that's not an indictment on the MLS. I, I'm a good friend of Bobby Leonard Doozy here in Vancouver. I've had many conversations with him how, you know, maybe football and, and soccer could cross-promote in our country. And, and just, I, you know, I think MLS is trending up. The World Cup's on its way. That's going to really inject some enthusiasm into the sport. A lot of young kids play the sport, so there's that potential. But, you know, when you're talking $600 million franchise valuation and, and you know, the possibility of a $500 million franchise fee for the next MLS team to come in, there's talk of Las Vegas uh, joining the league. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm just not sure how that valuation is, you know, at that level. And when you look at ratings, I mean, okay, so if there's one other thing, and I, you know, I know this is more complicated than I'm making it, but there's, if you look back at past history, they'll say, well, let's look at past history and, and, and past performance of soccer in North America. Again, I would suggest that, you know, the Canadian Football League, while it's been through some really tough times financially, that it has played every year for over 100 except for when COVID hit. So, you know, I, I think you're uh, just trying to make a comparison for perspective on why I think it's realistic and that the CFL has been so undervalued by even people in its own league office. I'm not criticizing this current regime but over the years there's been people in the office and and teams and coaches and and owners in our in our league that that devalue our game and by devaluing now at the other end you say well the franchise values are nowhere near i i think they are because of our tv ratings our average per game attendance you know i mean it the potential is there so you know, like I said, I, it's not an indictment on soccer. I, I, I'm all for I'm I'm super happy that sports are successful. I heard you guys talking about Canadian NHL teams, and, man, I cheer for them in a big way. And Vancouver looks like it has a good team this year. But, um, 
you know, I just, it, it's perspective on that discussion we had Tuesday, guys, because I just, I, I think the league is worth that. And we have to believe it as a whole from the league office through every team that we are worth that. The entertainment value is there. And if you want to be part of it, hypothetically or not, it's $100 million with a $10 million deposit that you don't get back. Glenn, I wanted to ask, you mentioned earlier on in that answer, uh, Atlantic Canada, Quebec City, that would bring us to 11. Where else would you like to see a CFL team? Well, you know, I think there could be another one in, in Ontario. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think the population is there. Um, you know, I, I know there's been talk of different spots. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think you, you want to get to an even number for sure, but one more is the first step, and I am all for that. Um, you know, I, I've been a, a cheerleader in a big way for uh, the Maritimes because – you know, I, I think there's a lot of people that talk about the Maritimes as, well, it's just too small. And I, I, I think we've got to stop thinking that way. And, and almost the, if you build it, they will come scenario. And again, not devaluing through the narratives throughout the league, this game, because this game is ultra entertaining. The gambling aspect is going to just continue to add to its popularity because football is the best game to gamble both sides of the border. And we've proven that small communities or small provinces can can uh, have the best attendance average uh, in the league when you look at Saskatchewan's average or Winnipeg's for that matter. So, you know, I, I, I've talked to some business people when we played those games out in Halifax and and boy, there's a real push to make it happen. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm for, by the way, the commissioner's sort of line in the sand discussion right now that the commissioner is saying, look, we, we've done all we can. We put the product in front of them. Um, and now they have to draw us in and let's get it done. Well, I, uh, I love your idea about <clears throat> if we're not going to hit them really, really hard with an expansion fee, let's at least make a new franchise come in and put money down and maybe you get some of it back for every year that the team is in the league uh, and put in incentives so that the owner of the expansion team has to at least fund the darn thing for the first 10 years because you and I both know that football is the most amazing game on the planet, but it's also the toughest to get up and running and build an identity. And uh, if you're only going to fund it for two, three years and then let it die off, you're just going to have the same issues that they had in the 90s or that they've had with all these other pop-up leagues etc. And um, I know you suggested Southern Ontario. I'm just going to throw my own two cents on that. I lived in Southern Ontario for a year, and uh, I would suggest that London is the absolute perfect area for a CFL team in that province because you've got a city that's closing in on a half million population. There's another almost half million like when I say surrounding area, I mean within an hour's drive. So you've got the population base that's almost as big as Saskatchewan, but the big difference is they're all really bunched close together and they're far enough away from Detroit, they're far enough away from Hamilton and far enough away from Toronto. They kind of like to be their own thing. So I couldn't agree more on that. We'll continue with more of Glenn Suter for Quality Tire when we come back. This is the Sports Cage on Rider Radio 620 CKRM. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Saskatchewan's best coverage of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is on the sports cage. Right here on the Mighty 620 CKRM. And more press coverage with Glenn Suter for Quality Tire with nine locations across Saskatchewan, qualitytire.ca. And before I do that, I'll maybe just uh, touch on some breaking news that's come across the wire. We used to always say that when they'd have the, the old <laughs> BN Newswire that would come. You'd remember that, Suits. Did you ever have a BN oh, Newswire? Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, good old days, huh? It. You actually ripped the page. Like, it, it would tick down and you ripped the page. I remember that. I missed that back when the world was right and men were men and, you know, we had ties. We had ties in hockey. I love ties. You get a point. I get a point. Didn't bother me none, but I'm in the minority on that for sure. A former Toronto Argonaut strength and conditioning coach has filed a wrongful dismissal lawsuit against uh, the Toronto Argonauts and quarterback Chad Kelly alleging that league's highest paid player and reigning most outstanding player harassed her and that the team fired her after she rejected his advances. So I just read that off the tsn.ca page and would have felt remiss if I didn't mention that. We'll probably need a little more time to absorb that story before we uh, go deeper on it. Um, Suits, I wanted to ask you about uh, the thought of, you know, a heavy expansion fee uh, for a franchise that comes in I think more important than charging an expansion fee to whoever the new owner is, it's just getting some kind of requirement that they fund the thing for a good solid 10 years, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And that we can have sort of equivalent rules. In other words, you know, you can't by law, I don't, I don't believe you can have a Canadian ratio in American teams. So we talked about that on Tuesday, that there would have to be some sort of uh, ratio for state, grown players that in your city, your state, if the player grew up there and went to college there, then he can, he's considered your ratio. Um, and that, that would help their home crowds too. So that's, you know, that's something that could be worked into it again, all in a hypothetical, but yeah, the commitment over time. I mean, the last thing anyone wants to do, and I'm so glad it didn't happen was a, some sort of merger or partnership with the spring leagues that have gone through four or five different attempts with hundreds of millions of dollars thrown at them and not succeeding uh, because they're not the NFL. And um, that's always going to be an issue with our game. I mean, I, I made the analogy or the comparison to if you took a major league soccer team, like an, the Italian team, or, you know, give me one of the big teams in Europe, the big name teams in Europe and, and you, you know, top division put one in New York city, the MLS would have the same elephant in the room that, that we do. I mean, the, 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 the massive NFL juggernaut in, in finances is, is, you know, is, is the elephant in the room when it comes to a second football league in the United States. So that has to be considered always. I mean, could you could you imagine putting um, Manchester United in New York City and and how many people would then go to MLS games? You'd hollow it out. You'd probably cannibalize it for sure, no doubt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then there'd be another one in LA. And right. then now you've got three in North America, sort of thing. And 
And people are saying, well, if I want to go, I'm going to go to that soccer game because of the hype and the money and all that that comes with it. So, you know, again, I I think the, the discussion would have to always start, or at least I believe it should, with nothing but great confidence in the entertainment value of our game in Canada. So you walk in that room and saying, listen, if you want to talk, we are not changing the rules. We are not changing the width and length of the field. We are not changing the kicking game rules. If you guys want to kick it off and have that a nothing play over and over again, go ahead. Be our guest. You're the biggest business on the planet. I have no complete good for you guys. Way to go. But our entertainment value and the kick return game and all of that, we're not changing. So, you know, you go in with great confidence and watch. I mean, how, how is soccer, again, I, and I, I'm, this is not an indictment. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the soccer guys. I'm happy for Bobby Leonard using the team here and all of it. But how is it a $600 million franchise value? I mean, there's very few, like very few people are watching it on TV and, and attendance isn't great. In most of the in most of the stadiums, a lot of, so lot, I, you know, I just. Oh, sorry, I cut you off. I was just going to say a lot of those franchises lose money too. Like people forget that the uh, the the ownership uh, is willing to fund losses based on those valuations going up, up, and up. So a lot of them, you think that the CFL has bad finances. A lot of those teams have really bad finances too in all major sports, other than maybe the NFL. Well, yeah, you look at you know I I don't know about you, but I I watch Shark Tank. And how many times all the time? Shark Tank, yeah. And how many times on Shark Tank do those guys go? Your evaluation is insane. <laughs> Your valuation is through the roof. How did you get there? And you know, I again, I it, I don't want it to sound like an indictment because I I hate when people just complain. You know, sell your sport and complain about others. I sat down with Bobby Leonard Doozy many times and had great conversations, and I'm I'm happy that soccer is finally grabbed hold in our country because there's so many kids playing it. It's just always been surprising why it just didn't take off, but it's folded many times, as you know. So I, I just, I think you walk in the room, if you're a Canadian football league owner or part of the league office and you say, look, we're, we're here to listen to all proposals from sponsors, potential owners, whomever wants to be financially invested in Canadian football, then we're listening. But nothing is changing. We're not changing anything for you guys. That's not happening. You do, we don't need validation from the United States on anything we're doing. And we'll leave it at that. And, um, yeah, I, I would concur with all of that. I think the common overriding theme here is do it from a position of strength and confidence and do it the right way, not the quickest way. Suits, go enjoy the rest of your... I almost forgot what date is. Thursday. Sounds good. Sounds good. I've enjoyed the the uh, conversation and men, Twitter or what is it called now? Uh, just call it Zoom whatever you want. I'm not. I'm not going to call it what they tell me to call it. It's Twitter. Yeah, people are people are engaged, so it's that's always good. Have a good weekend, guys. That is Glenn Suter for Quality Tire with nine locations across Saskatchewan. QualityTire.ca, and I appreciate Glenn Suter indulging me on my own fascination and that uh, trot back down memory lane about American expansion and 
hey, we get to discuss these things during the offseason. It's February and we're talking about CFL. Isn't that not the goal to have a 12-month league, right, to talk about CFL year-round? Yes and no. For us, but make it topical. And yes. um, I mean, we, we have to remember one of the great things about the sport is that you have some off time, which whets the appetite for when you actually kick it off and get it going. You used to hear Vince McMahon and some of these other people who start these spring leagues say that they need to get going right when the Super Bowl's done. And I, I think that was always baloney. I think they're smart this year to give it 30 days and then have a reset. People are footballed out, at least right now, for a little while. Do they get footballed out, though? Like, Not the gamblers, but the true football fans do. That part, I do believe. All right. We survived another episode. I want to thank all of our guests. Uh, also, Alan, Ryan McNally. You've been listening to the Thursday edition of the Sports Cage on Rider Radio 620 CKRM.